Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Trademark Sports Podcast, number two for season 2024. Uh, we had some pretty good feedback on last week's one, so we're going to keep getting into it, uh, get stuck in, get into the habit of building up this podcast, and hopefully you guys enjoy it and stick around week by week. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about uh, the Indigenous All-Star Game, well, sorry, the All-Star Game, uh, the Indigenous and the Maldi side. Uh, the squads have been released today, as well as some pretty devastating news coming out of South Sydney. Uh, we've got some... Signing talk to an extent, um, talking about some stuff happening at the Dragons, um, and also some things coming up for Vegas, and yeah, some just typical NRL off-season chat. So if you like the video, uh, make sure you like the video. Yeah, um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure you download it. Give it a five-star rating if you haven't already. Um, yeah, thank you for your continued support. But let's honestly just get straight into it with the Indigenous All-Star squad being named. So we've got Josh Adokart, Jacob Alec, Bailey Biondiodo, Bailey Butler, Josh Current, Adam Elliott, Jordan Grant, Jermaine Hopgood, Nico Hines, Josh Kerr, Khan Pereira, Latrell and Shaq Mitchell, Kieran Mosley, uh, Peru from the Raiders, Tony Staggs, The Hammer, Isaiah Tass, Braden Trendle, and Cody Walker. So a pretty, pretty good side. Um, look, there's not too many notable omissions there. Uh, if I just flick over to... Yeah, okay. Um, I'll talk about this one after we go through the multi side. So I'm just reading through the comments of the Bloke in a Bar Instagram page here. Uh, man, look, it's pretty. It's a pretty strong side, to be honest, for the Indigenous All-Star game. Like, for All-Star squad, rather. Um, it's sort of one of those things where, at the first inception, it was massive. And it's slowly starting to fade a little bit in interest. Um, but not for the players, mostly. Like, you've still got some massive stars playing. Nico Hines, Latrell... Uh, Cody Walker, the Fox, these kind of big massive names, Tony Staggs, the Hammer. Uh, the Moldy side is Jesse Arthurs, uh, Kenny Bromwich, Dane and Jacob Gagai, Jack Howarth, Jerome Hughes, Royce Hunt, Tomato Martin, Trey Mooney, Britton Nicola, Cody Nicarima, Adam Pompey, Joseph Tarpane, Jazz Tavanga, Leo Thompson, Matt Timoko, Brendan Smith, Dylan Walker, Dylan Wittini Zalesniak, and Xavier Willison. So, um, like, pretty notable mission there is Reese Walsh as well, who's eligible for both sides. As well as Kalen Ponga, uh, but yeah, there's like I understand why players do rule themselves out of these kind of things. However, like it's most of the clubs, and they're saying, "Oh, yeah, we don't want him to get injured and whatnot." But if you don't want him to get injured, don't play him at all. Don't play him for the second half of the season. Like these kind of events need the big names as much as possible. Like it's meant to be an all-star game. Like a lot of people who aren't massively into rugby league. Aren't actually going to know a few of these names and stuff, and like that's awesome for these players to put themselves on this stage where they can make the names for themselves. Honestly, even get themselves a new upgraded NRL contract, that sort of thing. However, it's meant to be an all-star game with the best of the best of these cultures playing. And I understand it's still a preseason fixture and whatnot, but yeah, look, that's just my two cents anyway. Like I wish the NRL would do a little bit more to make sure that the best of the best are playing these kind of games. But that being said, it's still going to be a really good. Um, game and it's a good curtain raiser to the NRL season in my opinion like obviously like you'd love to see your Reese Walsh your Kalen Pongers um, you've also got uh, a couple other guys that missed out I can't remember like off the top of my head I can't really think of who they are Chance and Cooks that I guess um, 
But I'm super excited for like a Jack Howarth. I think he's in for a massive year. Really good way to kick start the year. Xavier Willison, another guy with a lot of potential. Even like a Jacob Alec, who I think has played two NRL games so far. Like it's a chance for him to really test himself against some really, really good players. Um, and just honestly excited for all these guys to get the chance to represent their culture and uh, put on a good show for the fans. I think believe, I actually don't know where it is this year. So if you do, let me know in the comments but yeah it's always a really good game to watch and good way to start the season so fingers crossed they can keep that up again in 2024 so now some devastating news coming out of south sydney camp campbell graham is out for six months of this well six months of the season six months from now so he'll come back in what's february come back in august so the back end of the season i guess uh yeah so last year um it was well documented he had a sternum injury and that's why he missed origin and that sort of thing um which is unfortunate. Again, he's going to miss Origin this year, which, like, he's such a good player. Definitely an Origin quality footballer. So, to miss out again is uh, super, super upsetting. Um, but, yeah, so he needs surgery to repair the damage to his sternum, which is a really tough blow. Like, this sternum injury is causing poor Campbell Graham a lot of grief through his career. Uh, but it sort of shows that Jack Whiten's signing was such, like, was so, so good. Like, I'm absolutely devastated for Campbell Graham, but lucky thing is, by having uh, Jack White in there, you just slot Isaiah Tass into right centre and put Tyrone Munro on the right wing. However, that could probably be a bit of an inexperienced uh, edge there. Like, teams de definitely turn, like, turn to target that, unless you put Jack White on the right-hand side there. Right, whatever you decide to do. Maybe they even put, like, a dry arrow on that side. Someone who would be a bit more of an experienced head, played a lot of footy, like, and a good defender. It is a huge loss for me because, like, on his day, Campbell Graham is one of the best all-round centers in the comp in terms of, like, attack and defense. Obviously, you've got a lot of really good attacking centers and a lot of really good defending centers, but not many can do both, to be honest. I like, play really well on both sides of the ball. Campbell Graham definitely does that. And it's a massive loss for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and it's, like, really, it's so, so annoying to lose them so close to the season. Like, we're two weeks away from trials, so they've trained all pre-season with him there. I'm sure they would have um, trained and stuff in case of, like, if you went to Origin or if you got injured and that sort of thing. Like, these people aren't stupid. But it is super unfortunate for the Rabbitohs and does, like, shake up their plans probably a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, so that's sort of all i really got to say about that. Hopefully, Campbell Graham can recover quickly and come back to his best for the second half of the season and help Rabbitohs push on to the finals. Uh, next, over the last week, uh, Dragons and Manly had a scrimmage, and Manly supposedly came out um, four tries on top, four tries to three, but one of those things, like, they would have just had different scenarios and stuff. So, like, it's... It, Right. Don't read into trial form too much in the next couple of weeks. Don't read into a scrimmage too much. But there's some interesting things coming out of it. So, talking points we saw was that Josh Schuster and uh, Ben Trebojevic are supposedly vying out for that left second row spot. And Ben Trebojevic hasn't done too, too much in his general career so far. Josh Schuster showed a lot of promise. Ben Trebojevic has that as well. But I think for them, like, vying for that spot is super, super interesting. Um, personally, I'd be putting Schuster there. Like, I mean... To be fair, I think Schuster would be a perfect 13, but that's just my opinion. Um, and look, heaps was made out about this from what Shane Flanagan said about Tom Dravojevic. So he said that Turbo is like looking awesome. If they can keep him fit, like they'll go a long way in the competition. This is a guy that was working with Tom Dravojevic the last couple of years anyway. So I find it interesting that everyone's going like, oh, he's bagging out his own... Like, not bagging out his own team, but like he's talking to other teams up and stuff. It's like he's just saying what he saw. You... Like... If Tom Dravojevic comes out at the start of the season and starts smashing teams by himself, you think other coaches are just going to like not say anything? Obviously, they're going to talk about how good he is. We saw him win a Dalian in 2021. That's such a nothing argument. But for Manly fans, that's so exciting that 
if he's healthy and can stay fit, that he's on for another really good season. So Zach Lomax, he started at wing, then floated between fullback and center, which that's interesting, I know. Um, we'll talk a little bit later about um, something that's come up that will probably interfere with where like, what Shane Flanagan's plans were, I guess, sort of. Um, but yeah, it sounds like he's playing a lot of a floating role this season, which would be interesting. Hopefully get his hands on the ball and attack a lot more. Maybe he'll be playing fullback in uh, attack and center in defense. That's that sort of thing to keep Tyrell Sloan out of the front line. Something like that, I'm not sure. Um, but some other very interesting news is that Dylan Egan started left edge for the Dragons. And he's been touted as maybe getting that jersey for round one. We'll see what happens in trials. You've also got Tom Eisenhuth and Dan Russell vying for that spot. What interests me with this is that Shane Flanagan made a point early in the preseason, like back in November, that he believes like guys like the Couchman twins and whatnot got too much NRL like time, like too many NRL minutes last season. So I can't really see him starting Dylan Egan in round one, a bloke on debut and playing him there all season. I feel like whoever you want is your starting second rower in round one, you want him there as your starting second rower in round 27 as well. So I feel like if he does play in round one, Dylan Egan will probably be off the bench, but I can see him sort of starting the New South Wales Cup, and then if he plays well down there, then he will uh, boost him up. Like It'll be interesting to see what his approach is with Dylan Egan. He's obviously um, come out and said that he's really liking the look of Hamish Stewart as well. Uh, another forward there. Local Pacific Otonga's got massive wraps on him, so another forward, and this is a black dragon squad that... Uh, low on forwards from what we've seen in the last couple of years. So it'll be interesting to see how he sort of juggles that and bounces that all out. But yeah, from the sound of it, like Manly looked quite good in this scrimmage drag. He's got a few things to work on, but I feel like we sort of already knew that. Like that's how it was going to play out. Um, a lot of people tipping Manly to have a really good season and be like there or thereabouts towards the end of the year. I'm not convinced just yet. Uh, there's a lot of different question marks around their team. but And one of them is Anthony Seabold. But if he can get them firing and get these players playing the best ability... And there's no injuries and that sort of thing. Manly definitely could shake some um, something up in the comp and like take some pretty good scalps. Dragons, as we know, probably on paper the worst or second worst squad. So yeah, they got work to do. Another massive talking point for some reason this week, like it's definitely been a slow news for rugby league, um, is that the Roosters are getting a private jet over to Las Vegas. Okay, I'm not sure why this is even honestly a headline. Like Nick Politis is a literal billionaire. He's a rugby league fanatic, loves his roosters, so like shock that he's digging into his pocket to send his team over to Vegas in luxury and like comfort and everything. Like, what do we expect from Nick Politis and from the roosters? Look at their team. You don't think Nick Politis is looking after him? Like, I think it's an absolute joke that people even really care. To be honest, they're still going to go over to Vegas, like play in a different time zone, and still going to come back a week later and whatnot and try and play. Uh, I'm not sure, actually sure who they've got in round two, uh, but like they're still going to come back and play after be, like being in Vegas. I guess they get the week off because everyone else plays in like round 1.5 or whatever. But yeah, even still, like it's a lot of travel. Uh, so round two, the South Sydney not South Sydney Rabbitohs. That's what I'm looking at here. The Sydney Roosters play against Manly. So two Vegas teams, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone who's complaining, it's sort of just like, well, if that was your team, you'd absolutely love it if it was them. So, it's sort of a bit of a nothing story. Oh, well, get over it. Uh, that moves us on to um, another re-signing, uh, which is huge for the club. Ezra Mam re-signs with the Brisbane Broncos until 2029. So, 
They fended off interest the Broncos from clubs like the Dolphins, who took a couple of their um, bigger name players in the last at the end of last season. Um, so there's no reported figure on the contract that I found just yet, but interesting to see because they still need to re-sign Walsh, who is eligible to hit the open market for November one. Now I did re-sign the other day that uh, Adam Reynolds is supposedly going to take unders to well not unders but a decreased contract to stay at the Broncos. So it would be interesting to see what Ezra Mam is on. I feel like re- um, Adam Reynolds is on a lesser contract so that they could re-sign those two guys. All reports suggest that. Uh, Ezra Mam is going to be playing halfback once Adam Reynolds leaves, which is interesting because I feel like he's always been a six coming through the grades. I feel like he just his game, like his ball running game, is ridiculous. He scored heaps of tries last season. I think he scored like 24 tries in 36 NRL games or something like that. I was going to double check this, but like that's a crazy strike rate for anyone really, let alone a five eight, which shows you that his um. Ball running is definitely one of his better, if not his best attribute. So, taking him away from that to play halfback is like to make more of an organizational player and what, like whatnot. So, I don't really like that if I'm honest. So, he's actually here we are 24 tries in 38 games, which is actually nuts. 71% winning percentage, too, in the NRL. That's that's top dog. Uh, so, yeah, Ezra Mam, I don't know, like, where do you think his future is? I feel like I definitely see him as a 5'8 long term. There's not too many halfbacks, I guess, getting around, which is why, like, and I feel like there's a lot more five eights. I'm not sure else who they've got coming through. But I guess you can move Reese Walsh to six. So it seems like they've got an abundance of outside backs there up at Brisbane. But I don't know to me, it makes sense that you've got Walsh at number one, um, Mam at number six, pa- like Haas at number eight, uh, Moser number nine. Moving long term, like you've even got Cobo Stags. Uh, Mariner, all these guys that are so, so young. Like Broncos are sort of in a similar situation that I see Penrith, to be honest. Like they've just got absolute throbbers everywhere, all over the field, and they're all so, so young. So those two teams could honestly be like in the grand final of the next five years, and I would not be surprised. That's how good the strength of those squads are. But um, that carries us on to some real NRL off-season, pre-season chat. So the other day, I saw something absolutely like disgusting in the in terms of like the NRL world, and that was an interview between Peter Volandis and Buzz Rothfield, which the contrast was just shocking. Like Buzz, look in his in his day, brilliant journalist, great mind and stuff, but he's certainly slowing down. And that encompassed with like Peter Volandis, who's probably one of the smartest blokes the rugby league's ever really had involved. Like, whether you like him or not, the stuff that he does and the stuff that he can come up with is pretty crazy. So seeing them two in a room together talking was uh, interesting. And for some reason, they were talking about the North Sydney Bears uh, re-entering the NRL because Buzz is just obsessed with this expansion. I guess so is Peter Volandis in growing the game and stuff. But North Sydney Bears chat comes back every single year. I just don't understand why they can't let go. I, I understand they've got a fan base already there and stuff, but, man, it's... Yeah. So, Volandi said that the Bears won't come back in as North Sydney, which is fair, and what everyone else says, because there's already too many Sydney teams, which is what he said as well, but maybe in affiliation with another location. So, like, people have said, like, Western Bears, if they go over to Perth or whatever, or people are saying Central Coast, but again, that's still really localised. Brisbane, if they have another team, Brisbane Bears, whatever it may be. It may even be another thing like the the Dolphins, which I feel like will become Redcliffe Dolphins within a few years, but like how they'll be, they'll be the Bears and then play at North Sydney every week anyway. So, yeah, what I thought was funny is that uh, Peter Volandis was like, in the interview goes, oh yeah, like they've got 200,000 members. 
the current 17 NRL teams have just over 300,000. So if the Bears have 200,000, why are they not in the NRL? Uh, I think the number is actually more like 2,000, which makes sense for a New South Wales Cup side because that's all they are at the moment. Uh, yeah. This, this was interesting stuff. Uh, definitely very, very off-season rugby league. Give us footy back, please. Like, we're actually desperate for it at this, at this point. Like, it's getting getting concerning how much we need some rugby league on the TV screens. Um, it takes us to the best team in the comp, the Dragons, signing Tupelotu from the Manly Warringah Seagulls. This is a great signing, I think, for the Dragons. Someone who wasn't really getting a crack at Manly, so it's good for Tupelotu as well, but it just bolsters the outside backs of the Dragons. Now, there's a lot of good young kids coming through the Dragons in the outside backs and stuff, but this it, it does create a bit more competition for spots. I guess, like, we haven't really seen them in the NRL, so I don't know how they're going to play in the NRL. But, I don't know. It's definitely an upgrade on what we've had, like, respectfully to Matt Fine. He's been okay in first grade. He's shown clips. He scored, like, and he scored that try to win it against the Roosters at um, Jubilee, both at Jubilee, actually, the Cogra. And, like, so he's got glimpses of being really super talented, but defensively, some of his decision-making isn't quite there, and, like, he does need a bit more time in New South Wales Cup, I think, to hone his craft, and what that allows for is Tupelotu to come in and shore up that spot, have Tupelotu and Ravalawa on the wings in combination, which I actually really like, um, just, like, just hearing the sound of it. Like, it sounds like it's a good wing pairing. Uh, it's interesting to see what they're going to do then with Lomax, because apparently he's playing wing, fullback, center everywhere. What they do with um, Sloan as well, I'm not sure what the plan is. I guess we're, like, we've got trials coming up in a couple of weeks, so very interesting to see, and it gives like, us something to watch, something exciting for Dragons fans to watch for once as well, which is really, really nice. A uh, yeah, great change, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, like it's a two-year deal, which like it's sort of win-win for the Dragons, and to a plot who I imagine to be around the same coin he was on at Manly. Frees up a roster spot for them, fills up the Dragons uh, top 30 as well, so everything's all locked in, ready to go. Shane Flanagan can now just head down, plan around this team, see how everyone goes for the first six months and start making some more changes and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah. For all parties, this is a win because Manly brought in, well, Tommy Talao and Jackson Polo. So there's so many spots in that back line, like so many people trying to take up spots in that back line anyway. So Tupelot do obviously out of favour with Anthony Seabold. Um, wasn't getting a run. Raymond Viega, I think, came in and was more um, in the squad than Tupelotu last season. So certainly out of favour there. Gets Tupelotu playing some minutes, um, like playing some good NRL time. Gets the Dragons, and like bolsters the Dragons outside backs and offloads a roster spot for Manly so they can bring in uh, one of the training trials. I feel like Nathan Brown's contract wasn't even registered as an NRL contract, like um, in a development deal because they had, well, I think he's too old for a development deal anyway. But... Um, just because their top 30 was full. So, like, what else do you want them to do? The last thing I want to touch on for this week before we head off uh, for another week of rugby league, just waiting patiently for some football to come along. I'm so excited. Uh, if you're on the YouTube, you'll see that I'm wearing my charity match jersey from the 20, 2024 Sportshed TV charity match. Like, it was such a good day again. Like, I saw a lot of you guys out there. Uh, it was really nice to meet you, have a chat with you. And it was just a good day to meet, like, all these creators and stuff. Like, the amount of planning... And stuff like whatnot that goes into it from Norman and Josh and Adrian from Sportshare TV is ridiculous. Norman especially, I feel like he's sort of like the brains behind it. He definitely gets stressed out on the day, um, which is, look, sometimes a little bit funny to watch. Um, love you, Norman, but 
yeah, you just, just got to relax, man. Uh, but yeah, like, it was awesome. Like, even meeting guys like Rando and Rosie, Rando killed it. Um, like, they were really, really good to connect with. Um, reach out, Donnie Sports, character. Uh, seeing Nilso again, just being on the winning side again was uh, fantastic. We're going to go for three-peat next year. Thank you very much. But yeah, if you haven't seen it, I made a uh, TikTok about my uh, involvements in the charity match. I'm not going to call them highlights because they're certainly interesting. Um, I uh, got absolutely folded. So if you don't like me, um, you can go check that out and just watch me get absolutely smashed on repeat. Uh, it's very, very funny. Uh, it was but no, it was a good day, all in good spirits. And look, I'm just keen to do it again next year. Like it's one of those things. It's just it's so exciting. I think like NRL Rose made a comment to me. He said like he's been he's been doing his page for like seven or eight years, which again props to him. That's awesome. What he said, he was like, but this is the first time that I met a lot of people. Like he in the DMs with everyone all the time. But he's saying it's like this is the first time I've even met anyone. So that's like the kind of magic that these charity matches bring together. A lot of funds are raised. I'm not sure the exact figure. You'd have to go check out Sportshed TV. They're going to be announcing the figure in the next couple of days. Um, but yeah, massive wraps to them on such a great event. It's a great idea. Uh, keep it coming again. And for more reports, it's going to be bigger and better next year. So make sure that uh, if it's something that you're interested in, I don't know it's going to be in Sydney and a lot of you guys aren't from Sydney, but yeah, like make sure you get around it in some capacity in some way so that in 15 20 years time when it's huge you can say you're around for the first couple and you can remember the live streams with BKR and Clarkie commentating um, and whatnot, and like down at Lidcombe Oval but yeah great atmosphere awesome day for a really good cause so you probably would still be able to donate to the GoFundMe so that's something that you're interested in to help out Mark Hughes um, foundation like the brain raising, raising money for brain cancer rather and uh, great Ronald McDonald House Greater Western Sydney that's a uh, tongue twister. Um, so, yeah, if you like want to help out either of those charities, make sure you either go to their websites or go through to Sportshed TV, donate uh, where you can. It's really, really good uh, if you could do that. But, yeah, I think that's where we'll leave it for another week of the Trademark Sports Podcast. A little bit rushed one this week, so sorry the quality isn't fantastic. Uh, but, yeah, look, we're literally a week away, I think, a week away from Rugby League. There's some trials on this week. Dolphins versus... Capras maybe and I think the Broncos might play someone like Rabbitohs and Manly the third grade basically play against each other so yeah look there's, there's footy coming I'm so so excited uh, there's going to be lots and lots of news coming so I guarantee these episodes will start get longer but yeah thanks uh, if you've made it this far what are we going to put in the comments um, we'll say uh, Mark Hughes Foundation back well actually that's what we'll go we'll go back to back so if you've made it this far put it out back to back and always remember to Scotty drink your water